Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially, Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Grace Curley Show. It is Friday, Junior, and we are so excited to be here. I'm thrilled to be here today. Had the day off yesterday, feeling very refreshed, ready to hit the ground running. Want to give a huge shout out to Caroline Levitt. I was able to catch up on all of the hours I missed yesterday on our podcast, which, by the way, you can find anywhere you get your podcasts. And I was able to listen to her interview with Matt Gates, and she just had a lot of great interviews. And so make sure you check that out. A huge thank you to Caroline for filling in. I know people love it when she's here. Uh, We have a lot of news today to get to. There was another, now this might be actually breaking news for people. There was another Republican debate last night. I don't even know what number we're up to. Is this the fourth, the fifth? I'm not really keeping count anymore because I'm not watching them anymore. And um, I did not watch, but I will say fewer cuts than I thought on Twitter. Usually after these debates, even for people who aren't that uh, interested in them, The algorithm, for me at least, on conservative Twitter, will give me a lot of cuts of viral moments or or moments that these candidates are hoping will go viral. And even with all of the craziness on the debate stage, and there was a lot of kind of petty fighting, nothing really picked up traction. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I will get into it. I mean, Nikki Haley and Vivek Ramaswamy, Jared are you starting to understand what I'm saying here about the beginning of a rom-com? This, maybe I'm just watching too much Hallmark around the Christmas season where the big businessman comes in and tries to destroy the Christmas tree farm and the woman in the red dress says, hey, this Christmas tree farm's been in my family for decades. You're not going to destroy it. And then the two fall in love from enemies to lovers. I don't know. It's giving It's it's giving a rom-com. Like they, they, They're so angry with each other he held up a sign for her he held up a sign that said nikki equals corrupt that's like a boom box outside the window blasting yes. peter gabriel is what that's like i'm like is there's, there something you guys aren't telling us oh you hate each other so much there's definitely that tension there that, it's uh, yeah it's like aoc and elon musk you guys hate each other so much or do you And, you know, Vivek had a lot of moments with her. He tried to create an Aleppo moment, which I did appreciate. I'm actually surprised that doesn't happen more for people who don't remember that. The big, uh, who was it? Who was Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson, the libertarian. He, He said, what is Aleppo? And I'm surprised it doesn't happen more because when you think about all of the things you're supposed to know when you're running for president, it would be easy to catch someone off guard. So... Vivek's point, which we can get into later, was, you know, you want to send all this money to Ukraine. I don't think it's lost on anyone that Nikki Haley's a war hawk. And you want to send all this money to all these places. You don't even know where we're sending this money to. You can't even name, I think he said, three eastern provinces. And Nikki, as far as I could tell, Jared, at least in the cut that I kept seeing, she didn't name them. Yeah, no. they. Yeah, there was a whole meme that went around. Um Tim Pool is the first one where I saw it on uh, on X, formerly Twitter. 
But yeah, it was, you know, tell me you don't know anything about Ukraine, but you're willing to send kids to die there without telling me you don't know anything about Ukraine, but you're willing to send kids to die there. And, and that's that's the whole point of it, is that I could not name you three provinces, three eastern provinces in Ukraine. I'll be the first one to admit that. On that quiz, I would fail. But I'm not leading the charge to send blank checks to Zelensky so all his friends can buy yachts. That's not really something that I'm a huge proponent of, in case you haven't listened to the show recently. So we're going to get into that. Chris Christie was involved. Chris, But I got I to gotta give Vivek the award for being the stir, the straw that stirs the drink. That's what he is on these debate stages. They'd be very boring without Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, There's no question about that. But a lot of this coverage is getting overshadowed by something. It's getting overshadowed. Not again, not that that's hard to do, but it's getting overshadowed by the hearing, by the footage that came out of the congressional hearing on Tuesday in which presidents of Harvard, MIT and Penn refused to condemn students on campus who are calling for the genocide of Jews. Now, I, on Tuesday night, I was getting ready to unplug because I was taking Wednesday off, and I see this on my Instagram of all places. I don't really tend to use Instagram for politics, but Dave Portnoy from Barstool was posting this, and he said a couple of things. He's Jewish. He said a couple of things about what's going on in Israel, but he hasn't for a while, so I kind of took note. I'm like, why is he posting a congressional hearing? And I start listening to it, and... I immediately thought, well, first of all, I thought, wow, these people are despicable. And secondly, because this is how my brain works, I thought, I'm, by the time I get back to the show, this is going to be old news. There's going to be so much more craziness that has occurred. But it's not old news, Jared. It's sticking. Something about those hearings, I think, is shocking people. And I'll tell you the part that surprises me. But first, I want to mention, Portnoy said Barstool is not going to hire anyone from those schools until the presidents resign. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think these these people are like Joe Biden. I'm telling you, I'm not going. It's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot to get these people out of these positions. I'm sure they're making Fauci style money. I don't know if they're getting limousines, you know, back and forth from work, but they're making a lot of dough. So I don't think they're going to leave. But I will say, typically, if I played these cuts for you, Jared, What I would say is this doesn't surprise me at all because we've seen these universities are incredibly cowardly, anti-Semitic, and hypocritical. That's kind of like the fundamental parts of these universities. But I have to admit, I am surprised only in the sense, only because These presidents specifically, Claudine Gay, Liz McGill, they have received so much blowback already from major, major. These aren't like, oh, one conservative donor from Penn or one conservative donor from Harvard. These are major liberal Democrat billionaire Jewish donors who have voiced their criticism for these presidents and who have pulled their cash out of these schools and said, you're not getting a dime out of me if you don't change your ways. And since then, you could you could feel the panic brewing. Like the, Claudine Gay, especially, they've been trying to assure these donors that, no, 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 it's not that we hate Jews. It just seems like we hate Jews right now. But we don't really hate Jews. And so I thought that this would kind of be 
an apology tour of sorts, a way for them to try to get back in the good graces of Democrats. Boy, was I wrong. I would, uh, they, they could not. And of course, let me let me just make something clear here. And this was, I was kind of jealous because Maya Sulkin from uh, Free Press, she put this together. And I was thinking the exact same thing. These are the same universities that clutch their pearls when someone wins an election they don't like or when someone misidentifies a student with the wrong pronoun or when Riley Gaines oh actually I tweeted I I googled this I, I googled I wanted to see you know what these schools are all about because when when asked you know why can't you just condemn people calling for the genocide of Jews they come up with these answers like well you know it's context my favorite was context dependent decisions these are context dependent decisions so you know it depends it depends on i guess who's calling for the genocide of jews like if it's maybe if it's brown people calling for the genocide of jews that's okay but if it's white people calling for the genocide of jews then we'll step up then we'll say something i think that's where their minds are at but i was curious i'm like i know harvard has a horrible 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 record on free speech i think they ranked last out of all the universities So I wanted to see, like, what kind of speech has sparked a response from these schools in the past? Because if calling for the Intifada, calling for a mass uprising and the genocide of the Jewish people, if that doesn't do it, if that doesn't spark any sort of outrage from these schools, then surely the things they've canceled in the past must have been worse than that, right? Must have been ideas that are more dangerous than calling for the genocide of Jews. Here are some of them. This is from Newsmax. Harvard cancels feminist speakers talk on literature over her trans views. So she had a different viewpoint on transgenders and her talk was canceled. MIT canceled a professor's guest lecture because he opposes race-based admissions. I have a feeling that wouldn't fly at Harvard either because they're they're big fans of that. Controversial speaker iced out by Penn students. Now, this had to do with ice. This was Tom Holman, who was uh, who was canceled by Penn because he was going to talk about illegal immigration and ice. So those are some of the topics and speakers like if you want to come in, if you're Riley Gaines, you want to go into one of these schools and say, you know, I don't think it's fair that as a woman, I have to compete against a man in the swimming pool. I don't think that's fair. That might get these presidents' attention. But if you're holding a free Palestine sign and calling for the genocide of Jews, they're really going to have to think about it. You know, Jared, they're gonna, you know what they're going to have to do? They're going to have to sleep on it. They're going to have to... Sit down, let it let it marinate for a little bit and really try to figure out what you what you're trying to say. So we're going to talk about this. I want to take your calls on it. Um, And if you're surprised, I don't think people are surprised, but just because the money's on the line here, I thought they would change their ways. I, I thought they would learn from their mistakes. 
but they're really committed. They're really committed to letting people talk about the genocide of Jews. And that's why it's great what Portnoy is doing and what the uh, prominent lawyers have done where they say, we're not hiring people from these institutions because that's the way to get it. That's going to hurt donations. It's going to hurt the endowment. It's going to hurt. And that's when they will come under fire. Presidents of colleges do two things. They make money and they build buildings. That's really their function. And if they're not building buildings and they're not making money, then that's when they'll come under fire. Well, you know, it's so interesting that you just brought that up because Bill Ackman had originally said, I want the list of people from Harvard who signed on to these anti-Israel proclamations so I don't hire them. And, you know, that's part of the reason Adam Gillette has the doxing truck. He's joining us at 105, by the way. So get excited for that. And they didn't want to give him the list. They didn't want to give him the list of people who signed on to these letters And I thought if I were Bill Ackman, I would say, fine, don't give me the list. I just won't hire anybody. But I like this even more. Like, okay, you guys like this president so much. You like Claudine Gay so much. You think she's doing such a great job. Fine. That's wonderful. You're not getting hired by anyone while she's the president. So I hope you like her. I hope you like the president because that's the one you got. And none of you are getting jobs while she remains president. It's funny, too, because these are all tactics that typically are used by the left. And now they're like, what? What is this, blackmail? Oh, you're the only ones who get to use it, huh? You, oh, you get to you get to make the rules. No, no, we'll we'll make we'll, we'll have a little fun with all the rules that you guys have enjoyed for so long. We'll continue to talk about this when we get back. We'll take your calls. It's 844-500-4242. You know, Jared, I whipped up one of. Well, let's all be honest here. My husband whipped up an Omaha steak last night for me. And it was delicious. Um, it was a filet mignon. I absolutely loved it. And I love I, I love steak in the fall and in the winter because there's nothing like a little red meat. You get the fire going. Had a nice glass of red wine. Absolutely delicious. And the great thing about Omaha steaks is I never have to worry about the quality because it's so consistent. Every single thing you get, whether it's the hamburgers, the beef franks, the chicken, the steak, Everything is on par. And as Jared points out, this is the perfect gift. A lot of people around this time of year start hitting the panic button and they go, oh, I'm going to send a candle. I'm going to send a pair of gloves. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but don't you want to send a gift that the person's going to open and think, now here is something I will use. Here is something that I'm going to get my money's worth. It's not going to go to waste. And guess what? The whole family's going to enjoy. Yeah, I've said it for five days and I have always said it. You can't eat tube socks. Omaha steaks is the <laughs> Omaha steaks is really the perfect gift because everybody needs to eat and everybody is going to enjoy having quality meat at a value for you that's lower than the supermarket. You save yourself from going to the supermarket because it's delivered. You save them from going to the supermarket, especially the next two to three weeks that the supermarket is going to be nuts. Oh, you are so Just right. Stay away. A nightmare. Order, order Omaha steaks. Save fifty percent. And save more money. Yeah, Jared's right. You're not only getting 50% off site-wide, you're getting the additional $30 off if you use promo code GRACE. I've been getting some text from people saying, I got the 50% off and it's great, but I'm not getting the extra 30 You've got to enter promo code GRACE to get that extra 30 This is such a great deal. Jared is right. The grocery stores will be a nightmare and you'll feel like Scrooge. Do not do that to yourself. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code GRACE at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Customize your order for whatever you want. Check out the sides. Check out the desserts. The possibilities are endless. Go to omahasteaks.com, 50% off site-wide. Use that promo code GRACE to get the extra 
$30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. And we are taking all of your calls on Harvard, on Penn, on MIT, and on the debates. If you're one of the few people that watch them, call in. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision. That was Liz McGill, president of Penn. She says it's a context-dependent decision. By the way, people are texting in about menorah lightings uh, being canceled. There's a crazy story out of Virginia that um, I was actually supposed to talk about a few days ago on Newsmax, and they ended up changing the topic. But I remember preparing for it and thinking, this is pretty wild. They actually, the festival organizers told a rabbi they could have, and this is what he's claiming, um, and and they're kind of, it's a little bit of a he said, she said, but if what he's saying is true, it's wild. He said, they told me we could have the menorah lighting if we did it underneath a banner that said ceasefire now. I mean, there's so much to unpack there, and we don't have time in this segment. But we will get to all of that. Let's go to Al. You're up first on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Al. Oh, gee, thanks. Um, I just wanted to talk as a, a smaller donor to Harvard. Uh, I'm an alum- alumnus of one of the graduate schools, and not everybody has the kind of money Bill Ackman does. And a group of, of us have gotten together, and we're sending a cri- crisp or not so crisp one dollar bill to harvard as a protest as our donations for the year uh, th- that way we can actually count the number of people who are protest who are really upset with claudine gay and uh, real- want her to resign actually um if you simply don't give there's no way to know how many people are participating so that's happening and some two thousand people have already signed on to that boycott. How do you feel, Al, um, watching this unfold and watching so many students at this at this school really participate in making Jewish students feel so unsafe? Uh, absolutely ashamed. Uh, I think it's an outgrowth. It's been going on for 10 or 15 years. This incident has simply brought it to the surface. It just uh, included the boycott, divest uh, movement, BDS, which is aimed at destroying Israel economically, has been active on the campus. Some of that activity can be traced to foreign donations. Uh, the U of Penn, for example, has taken $1.5 billion in donations from Middle Eastern countries in the last five or ten years. So it's it's interesting the correlation between those donations to Harvard, Penn, and MIT, and the growth of this anti-Semitic movements of all kinds over the last ten years. Really well said, Al. And you know what? I actually have a story here because I was curious. Harvard ranks, uh, I think, they're dead last as far as free speech. And, you know, if they promote free speech on campus now, they apparently promote free speech if it comes to 
uh, anti-Semitism. But I wanted to find out more about that. So I have a story here that breaks down what kinds of speech they're very concerned about at Harvard. We'll take more calls when we come back. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. I was thinking about making the poll question today. Do you think any of these presidents from Harvard, MIT, UPenn, do you think any of them will get fired? Because now a lot of people are calling for them to get the axe. And I don't think they will. Um, although, like Jared said, once the money dries up, a lot of these places, they, they go by how much money you're bringing in. And this could really pose a problem for them. But I, I ended up going with a little bit of a lighter poll question today. And it's brought to you by Rizzo Insurance. When was the last time you had your insurance audited? Rizzo saved one of my coworkers over $1,700. To get your insurance audited, go to RizzoInsurance.com. Now, this story is brought to you... <laughs> by a woman who lost her temper. So there was uh, an anchor on the BBC, and I actually think she was joking around, but she didn't realize the cameras were on. And this is a good lesson for everyone. I don't think someone who works at the BBC should have to be taught that this late in the game, that you always operate as if the cameras are on. In the same way, you always operate, Jared, as, as if, if the, the mic is hot. Is live. Yeah. yeah, you gotta act like the mic is hot. Everything's a live mic. Jared knows this. I'm the most paranoid person on the planet. You're not going to catch me saying anything off the air that I wouldn't say on the air in here. But apparently they don't teach that at the BBC School of Broadcasting. So this woman, the camera comes back on. She flips the bird. And then she's all startled. Ooh, And I think she was joking around with the camera guys or something. I don't know. And it just started getting me thinking about giving people the middle finger and whether or not you do it. So, Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com. You can conveniently click the mouse with your middle finger. (laughs) Are you the type of person who will flip the bird? Yes, in any given situation. (laughs) Yes, mostly while in traffic. Sometimes or no, never. Sometimes. Sometimes I will. I'm usually... It's just a nice way to, to let off steam. It's usually... It's usually like if no one can see me do it. I'm not ever doing it to anyone. I'm maybe behind someone's back occasionally, but not to anyone's face. And I don't do it in traffic because I don't want to get killed. <laughs> but I would say sometimes. I'm not going to pretend that I'm a never flip the bird kind of person. I would love to pretend that, but that's not the case. Um, but Jared, before you tell me the results, where are you at? I, sadly, I am now also in the sometimes category. I Back in the day, it was any given situation. Really? Without compunction, usually gratuitously. When you were young. Yeah. You were just yeah. flipping it to in anybody. My, in, in my 20s, uh, yeah, I was... It feels good, doesn't it, sometimes? It does. Uh, I mean, that was those were the old days, especially during live shows that I was running. That was the giving the finger, kicking the trash cans, yelling at people, kind of like... Oh, the Lawrence O'Donnell style. The glory days. Yeah. Younger me. But now I'm a little more reserved. I gave the uh, I flipped the bird one time when I was driving and then I pulled up beside the people and it was an old lady and an old man. Like they had to be pushing 80 and I felt awful. And then I ended up it, it was more of a punishment for me. You know what I mean? I had to carry that bird with me for the rest of the day in shame. So ever since the then, albatross around your neck. Yeah. Ever since then, I don't do it while driving. Plus, people are nuts. People are nuts nowadays. You flip somebody the bird and they come out with like a whale harpoon or something. I, I don't even want to know. So 
That's what they showed. That's what they showed us in Driver's Ed. They said you cannot get mechanized to death. You cannot get involved in these road rage incidents because you don't know what people have in their cars. Now, I will say this. I know when we say this poll question, this is going to get people to call in. This is the kind of topic people love. Wait till two o'clock. We might go to this in the two o'clock and we'll take your road rage calls. But I'm going to say sometimes. 38% say sometimes. That's in the lead. 30% say never. Oh, nice. 19% say yes in any given situation. 12% say yes, mostly well in traffic. I think the people who are saying never are the same people who, when I do the lottery question on here and I say, what would you do if you won the lottery? They call up and they say, I'd give it all to charity. Like, I don't know if I can trust those people. I think they might be fooling themselves. I think when push comes to shove, a lot of people would give the bird. All right, let's go back to the calls here. We're talking about Harvard. I want to read one thing, though, before we go to you. This is from uh, thefire.org, because we were talking about Harvard. They rank so low on freedom of speech. Turns out you can be as free with your speech as you want, as long as it's um, calling for the extermination of Jews. Then they'll then they'll give you the green light. But if you're talking about anything else, you know, men competing in women's sports, um, if you're talking about illegal immigration, abortion, then they might be a little bit stricter about what you're allowed to say. So I wanted to know, like, what were the incidents that that led to them getting such a low rating on this free speech ranking? And it says here from 2019 to this year, Harvard sanctioned four scholars, three of whom it terminated. In 2020, people forget this part. I forgot it until now. Harvard revoked conservative student activist Kyle Kashev's acceptance over comments he made on social media as a 16-year-old for which he had since apologized. In 2022, Harvard disinvited feminist philosopher Devin Buckley from an English department colloquium on campus over her views on gender and trans issues. In 2019, Harvard was the site of a substantial event disruption when protesters interrupted a joint talk featuring former Harvard president Lawrence S. Bacow and graduate school of education Dean Bridget Terry Long by occupying the stage and refusing to leave. So there were several incidents where they were very, very strict with what people were allowed to say, what issues were allowed to be talked about on campus. And um, now things have changed. Now it's all about the context. Let's go to Lou. You're up next on the Grace Curley show. Go ahead, Lou. Yeah. How are you doing, Grace? Now, if you got me in front of those three uh, college presidents, it asked me not to give the finger. I don't know how, how easy it would be it would be to refrain from that. But anyway, uh, oh, but I, by the way, I did see the debate last night, and uh, uh, it seemed like Nikki Haley lost the debate the minute that I think it, uh, one of them said that she was getting her money from BlackRock. Was that that, that was probably that. Ron DeSantis? Yeah, that be- was the end of it for her. I don't. I don't think that anybody who goes to any Trump rally will ever vote for her because she's getting this money from BlackRock. I really do. But anyway, and that tra- that translates into these college presidents because they do kind of the kinds of things that the BlackRock does with this, you know, ESG and DEI and stuff like that. Is that? And by the way. Uh, if you can get the cut of Josh Shapiro, the governor of Pennsylvania, he came out and talked about it today, too. And he was really mad at uh, this McGill over at Penn. And he says he's going to get the board together. And if they don't do anything, he's going to do something. So, you know, it, it's, it is, there is going to be some consequences, I think. I think the thing is, I think one of the things we should do is defund these Ivies. And the other thing is, is that what really bothers me is that, you know, these woke 
women who are up there, and it can, can be woke men too, that, you know, they act like there's no outside world. That they can say things like, we can talk about genocide, but killing the Jews, but it has to be in context. What does that mean? It only means something to a woke person. And, and it's the same thing I told you a long time ago. All that stuff about their compassion, their tolerance, their diversity, their democracy, all of it is just fake. You see how fake they were. I mean, when, when they were up there, and they, were, they were like smirking at, at, you know, at least a phonic. And, you know, it was so sad. They, they like acted like her questions were stupid. Yeah, they were very, they were very smug, and I thought out of all of them, and and we can debate this too. I thought all out of all of them, McGill was the most smug. And it's funny, Lou, that you bring that up about uh, Shapiro and saying, you know, there's going to be consequences for this. He's the Jewish governor in Pennsylvania, but also it's the fact that she's already walking it back. I have a cut of this today. This is Liz McGill. She knows that her job is on the chopping block. Can I get cut twenty, Jared? There was a moment during yesterday's congressional hearing on anti-Semitism when I was asked if a call for the genocide of Jewish people on our campus would violate our policies. In that moment, I was focused on our university's longstanding policies aligned with the US Constitution, which say that speech alone is not punishable. I was not focused on, but I should have been. The irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible violence human beings can perpetrate. Wait, hold on a second. There's so many things that I'm noticing. Hey. There's so many things. Jared, hey. uh, if, if Howie didn't have such a wonderful show planned after mine, I would have to just, I would, I would need seven hours to dissect this. All of a sudden now, I'm supposed to believe that Liz McGill is a big fan of the Constitution? Of that hate-filled piece of paper? You know the thing? Oh, the Constitution's back in vogue now. Wow, how times have changed. They like the Constitution again. And they really want you to believe these places that these places that they can't have Riley Gaines, who's a swimmer. She's a female swimmer. And by the way, I've sat down with Riley Gaines. She's an incredibly kind wonderful person like I really was so impressed by her when I interviewed her she was so sweet and so brave and she was someone who as someone who's raising a daughter I thought if my daughter ended up like this woman right here I'd be a very proud mom she's a very she has good head in her shoulders these are the same presidents of universities that freak out when someone like Riley Gaines shows up into town (gasps) you're gonna upset everybody and now they're like you know we're all about free speech here so we had to We had to make an exception for the calls for genocide because it's about freedom of speech in the Constitution. We still know who you are. We remember where you stand on things. This isn't our first rodeo with free speech in these universities. You guys don't have a great track record. You seem to be turning it around in the last 48 hours with this one specific topic, which is a little odd to me. Free speech when it comes to talking about abortion, no. Free speech when it comes to talking about transgenders, no. Free speech when it comes to talking about illegal immigration, no. Free speech when it comes to uh, calling for the genocide of Jews, yes. Okay, I just want to keep track of everything. That's all I'm asking for. Let's go to Dave. You're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Dave. Thanks for having me on, Grace. I don't think these colleges, it's going to matter because Joe just keeps handing them money. Another $20 billion in relief for college tuition. 
How about these kids that are protesting don't get any of that college tuition relief if they're caught protesting and disrupting class? How about how how also, how about we stop giving the college relief period? How about people start paying back? If you want to get a degree in I hate the Jews from Harvard University, you can do that. But I shouldn't have to pay for it. I saw a great so you know the Harvard and the Veritas, like the the logo the that they have there, where you can get it on the sweatshirts. I saw one that said instead of Harvard, they replaced it with Hamas University with all the same, you know, lettering. It was beautiful. I thought that's that is an accurate piece of merch from Harvard. And I want to tell you, you all something else. Yesterday, like I said, I catch up on all the podcasts. So if I miss the day, I'll listen to everything later. And how he was talking about this. Uh, oh, the, the interns, the interns from Joe Biden's White House who were complaining, and they, they anonymously signed this this letter. They were the signees of this letter, but they didn't actually sign their names. I, again, I don't know if it's Invisible Ink. I don't know if it's a Nicolas Cage situation, and they're going to steal the Declaration of Independence after, but they sign a letter saying that they're mad at Joe because he's not doing what they want as far as ceasefire now, ceasefire now. They're very mad at Joe about that. And I was thinking to myself, these people get, they're so used to getting what they want all the time they're not used to being told no and whether it's the leaders of these companies or the leaders of the white house they capitulate they they just let them get away with it they they do whatever they want and a perfect example that we're going to talk about that i cannot wait to get to this story because i would argue that this is this is just as big of a story as maybe not just as big but to me it's just as juicy did you see what Gavin Newsom did as far as the tree lighting goes? Jared, this is unbelievable. Gavin Newsom, the guy who we keep being told is him and his hair gel are going to be president of the United States someday. He canceled the in-person Christmas tree lighting because he was afraid of the free Palestine protesters. He made it virtual. We're letting the Grinch win. We're letting the lunatic mobs, the pitchfork carrying losers win now now they're canceling christmas and they're getting away with it and they're mad they're mad at newsom because they wanted to be able to disrupt the christmas tree lighting it's all just wild we'll talk about that when we come back we'll take more of your calls on the schools and like i said we're talking to adam galette who is the um the genius behind the doxing truck at harvard we're going to ask him for his opinions if you have any questions for him you can text them into 617-213-1066 i love this though now all these all these universities jared not only are they a fan of free speech suddenly they're a fan of the constitution Hmm, never thought i'd see the day you know, it's it's getting closer to Christmas time and it gets more exciting the closer we get. You're listening to Christmas music, you're getting your gifts. It also gets more stressful though. You know, and when you get stressed out around this time of year, Jared, you can lose a little bit of that Christmas magic because you're so focused on the traffic and going to the mall and getting everything wrapped. And you're not focused on relaxing and enjoying this beautiful time of year. But there's a place people can go. It's not far. And it's definitely not expensive. And Jared, you've been there, so I want you to tell everybody all about it. Yes, it is the Nauset Beach Inn right down on Cape Cod in Orleans, right on Orleans Beach. Uh, It's the most tranquil place that I've ever stayed. Your steps from the beach in your room, it's it's quiet. You can hear the ocean. 
there, there's no loud traffic noises or anything like that. The views are insane because you're right on the beach. It's great. You can watch the sunrise. You can watch the moon rise. You can see stars at night, which is something you really can't do in the city. If you want to sit outside in the morning or in the evening or during the day, if it's cold, you can turn on the fire pits. You can just sit outside. You can enjoy the beach. You can stay warm. If it's a little too cold for you, you can go back in the room. You can stay warm and cozy in the room because every room has a fireplace and every room has a picture window. So you can look out at the ocean and be warm whether you're inside, outside. I went in early December two years ago when they had the trees just going up and the Christmas atmosphere there is phenomenal. So now is it's not just a great deal. Now is the time to get that deal and to get down to the Nosset Peach Inn. Yeah, and they opened up um, a couple of reservations for winter getaways, so hop on that quickly. To reserve your ocean view room, go to NossetBeachInn.com. Like Jared said, under $200 this winter. That's an incredible savings, especially on Cape Cod. Um, that's NossetBeachInn.com. You won't have to fight the Cape Cod traffic. You'll be able to get a reservation at an adorable restaurant in downtown, uh, wherever you are in the Cape. So if you go to NossetBeachInn.com and check out those rooms, I guarantee you, you'll have a great time. That's NossetBeachInn.com. We'll be right back. The Grace Curley Show will be right back. This is the Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. Let's go to the callers here. A lot of people on the lines want to talk about the congressional hearings with the three presidents from esteemed universities across the country. Uh, Lawrence, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Lawrence. Well, Grace, I want you to know as a Princeton alum, uh, we have a controversy at Princeton. We're very woke, as you know. We wouldn't let Abigail Schreier come and park her book, Reversible Damage, which had an anti-trans sentiment. But I want you to know that the president of Princeton, Christopher Eisgruber, on uh, October 10th, sent a stinging letter to all alumni uh, stating, well, here, here's what he said. Hamas's murder and kidnapping of hundreds of Israelis over the past weekend is among the most atrocious of terrorist acts. This cruel and inhumane attack has provoked a bloody war. And let me just tell you, um, I was astounded because I expected Princeton to step in line with Yale and Harvard. So somehow or other, somebody had some spine. Yeah, that's it's it's good to know, Lawrence. Um, there's a few there's a few schools. I think I, I saw a statistic that said four percent of uh, Ivy League schools have spoken out or condemned Hamas. I, I don't want to don't take that to the bank. Let me just double check it. But I wouldn't be surprised. But maybe Princeton's part of that four percent, according to you. Uh, that That's what I'm hearing. So that's good to know. Thank you for the call, Lawrence. You know, another part of this that I do want to talk about involves a menorah lighting in Virginia. And I thought the best point about this, so the festival organizers of this festival, this music festival, music and arts festival in Virginia, told a rabbi, you can't do the menorah lighting unless we'll let you do it if you do it under a ceasefire now banner. And the best point I saw from different people reacting to this was, can you imagine 
if that same kind of ultimatum was given to any other religious group, there would be outrage. Unless, of course, it was Christians. We'll be right back.